Welcome to Grace in the Shadows with Dr. Marla Beeler and Dr. J. Dr. Jonathan Beeler. Well, hello, everybody. We are doing this podcast on Christmas Day. So Merry Christmas to everyone. Happy New Year. Hope you've had a wonderful holiday season. Yes. yes. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. It's been very nice for us. Very nice. We'd like to shout out to Dexter, Missouri. Yes, Dexter. Thanks, Dexter, for listening. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for sharing. We just love it when y'all share, download. It, it makes us so excited. All right. So we are, uh, if you would like to know more about us, you can check out our website at graceintheshadowsor.org. Or you can email us at drjonathan at graceintheshadowsor.org or text or call 251-244-4645. We would love to hear from you if you have prayer requests, anything that we can help you with, we are happy to do. So, hello. Hello, hello. You got some facts for us today? I do. Okay. All right. Um, well, cats and dogs have an excellent sense of sound, but they're nothing compared to dolphins. Dolphins can hear sounds 15 miles away. Wow, that yeah. is a lot. Uh, the atomic bombs dropped on J- Japanese cities Hiroshima and Nagasaki on August 6th and 9th, 1945, respectively reached 240 decibels. That's loud. That's loud. That is That's loud. loud. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the whip needs to travel faster than the speed of sound to make the cracking noise. Oh. That means a whip goes 767 miles per hour when cracked. Okay. All right. You've got so, some interesting sounds. Very, very facts. interesting. My yeah. last one is the late MLB Hall of Famer Yogi Berra is known for many colorful quotes that often didn't make sense. <laughs> uh, and he said this, I really didn't say anything I said. Is one of my favorite yogi yogiisms. <laughs> so they must have quoted him wrongly a lot of times. I guess so. That's pretty funny. <sighs> yeah. All right. So what's our topic today, Dr. J? Well, today we're talking about marriage things, uh, negative thinking in marriage. Oh. Uh, negative think. I think negative thinking has a very, very powerful, just like positive thinking has a powerful impact on marriage. Yeah. On relationships. I think negative. Ism, uh, is 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 de- it definitely plays a negative uh, factor in marriage relationships. Definitely, if you've got a negative um, mindset, mm-hmm. that definitely is going to come out in your marriage. You know, love is pivotal, and I think when we look at the common, the bond that ta- that really really keeps marriage together is mm-hmm. love. True. That uh, some professionals got together and uh, posed a couple questions to a group of kids, four to eight. What these. does love mean? <laughs> What's uh, love got to do? No, that's, that has nothing to do with it. <laughs> Rebecca, age eight, when my grandmother got arthritis, she couldn't bend over and paint her toenails anymore. So my grandfather does it for her all the time. Oh, that Even is though his hands have arthritis too, that's love. You can paint my toenails when I get old? Negative. <laughs> Just kidding. I got nasty feet. <laughs> Carl, age five, love is when a girl puts on perfume and a boy puts on shaving cologne and they go out and smell each other. <laughs> I don't like that. That's cute. I love it. Chrissy, age eight, love is when you go out to eat and give somebody most of your French fries Aww. without making you give you theirs. That is precious. I like it. But I eat like my it. French fries. 
I'm kidding. I'll share. Oh, thank you. Thank okay. Danny, age seven. Love is when my mommy makes coffee for my daddy and she takes a sip before giving it to him to make sure that tastes okay. That oh, is Oh, that's funny. Emily, age eight. Love is when you kiss all the time. Oh. Then when you get tired of kissing, you still want to get together and talk more. <laughs> my mommy and daddy are like that. They look gross when they kiss. Oh, no. <laughs> Kids are so honest. <laughs> Tommy, age six. Love is like a little old woman oh. and a little old man who are still friends, even after they know each other so well for a long time. I love that. That's adorable. Elaine, five. Love is when mommy gives daddy the best piece of chicken. Yeah, I like these. Oh. We're in age four. I know my older sister loves me because she gives me all her old clothes and has to go out and buy new ones. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Bethany, age four. Oh, no. I let my big sister pick on me because my mom says she only picks on me because she loves me. Aww. So I pick on my baby sister because I love her. Cycle like, going there. Yeah, this is my favorite here. Okay. Jessica, age eight, you really shouldn't say I love you unless you mean it. Aww. If you mean it, you should say it a lot because people forget. Oh, that is precious. Yes. So cute. So love, I think, is pivotal. And when we're, you know, a lot of times when we have negative thinking towards our spouse, mm -hmm. that can really squelch that loving feeling. Yeah, it can. Definitely. So when we look at the power of perception and relationships, mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it really, really has an impact. Um, you know, there's three, three, three words for love mm -hmm. in the Greek. Okay. There is uh, eros, which is more sexual love. Mm -hmm. And there's uh, phylos, which is like a friend type of love. Okay. And then there's agape, which is the divine type of love. Nice. And we really want the, we want all three, but I yeah. think they have to be balanced. They definitely have to be balanced. Um, yeah, you have to, to love your marriage partner all three ways to have a truly positive attitude and a positive marriage. Um, and when you have those negative thoughts, it kind of squelches all three of those types of love. You know, uh, negative thinking is one of the major risk factors, mm -hmm. whether or not a marriage even survives. Right. Right. So I think when we look at this, there's a lot of things in our society mm -hmm. and the world we live that can affect our thinking. Yes. Yes. I mean, how many movies have you seen where, you know, the spouses are cheating on each other and it began with a negative it did. thought and it can just, you know, snowball. And when you find yourself thinking negatively about your spouse, you need to immediately stop and think of positive things to turn that attitude around. Because when we look at this, isn't that what Satan did mm -hmm. through the serpent in yes. the garden? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It was negative. It was very negative. Uh, it was sinful. It yes. was tempting. And Eve fell right into that negativity yeah. and got in so deep that she couldn't get out. And I'm not trying to say you better be positive because there's power. In, and there is a well, sense of power. Yeah. But, you know, there are times to be negative. Mm -hmm. You don't want to be false positive or no. one of these phony evangelist on tv right but i do think there was no negative thing nothing negative until the garden of eden right. until, until the serpent yeah you know did god really say right doubt mm -hmm. uh, you'll be like god mm -hmm. god's holding something back yeah twisting scripture mm -hmm. and i think that's what he does with marriages 
Well, and sometimes we have a ne- we have a negative mindset of ourselves, and that carries over to our spouse because we're not happy with ourselves. A lot of times, we're not happy with them, and you know they have nothing to do with that. But it just kind of transfers, and that's that's a problem. And that can develop from childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. Yes, it can you know world issues, right? Work situations. School, oh yeah, yes. Uh, health, age, stage of life. We can go on and on and on. Right. Uh, and it's really hard not to be fall into that negative trap. Yeah. I mean, let's say you had a horrible day at work and you're just feeling awful and you come home and you kick the dog and you yell at your spouse. Don't mm-hmm. do that. But and I've, I've never kicked the dog. But, you know, that can transfer over into your marriage. And instead, you know, maybe you need to take a little breather and then maybe you and your spouse can sit down and talk about the negative things that happened in your day. So you're not transferring that negativity onto your spouse. I agree. Yeah. Because marital satisfaction is ultimately more, uh, is more a function of how we perceive each other. Agree. And interpret behavior. Agreed. And, you know, I think it starts with us being the spouse that we need to be. Oh, that's true. Yeah. If we try to make our spouse be that person, we're trying to change them. And, and that's uh, not guaranteed to work. No. And you can't go into a marriage thinking, oh, I love this person and I'll change them because that's not going to happen. Have you? Has that worked with me? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I love you, warts I and all. And I have warts and all. You love me, warts and all. So, right. <laughs> yep. But it, 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 you love that person. Mm-hmm. And I think it's more about, you know, people say, how can I change my spouse or how can I make more friends? Well, you need to be the spouse. Be the you spouse. need to be yes. the friend. And you need to pray. And you pray. need to pray. And yes. You need to really don't get bad counsel. No. If Mm-mm. you go out with people that are are yes. uh, turning left and right from God's word. Yeah. You're going to get counsel that is worldly. Right. Right. I mean, you need to have like one trusted person that you can talk about. You know, hopefully, you know, we talk in the Bible talks about you should have a Paul in your life and you should have a Timothy in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, you definitely don't want to uh, go share your marital issues and things like that with somebody that's not a Christian, a or somebody who's going to spread the gossip. You want to, or someone to, of the opposite sex. Oh yeah, definitely. You want to um, to to talk to a Paul type figure in your life that can give you wise counsel. Otherwise, you're going to get very very bad counsel from people, and you may act on that, and that can cause real marital strife. Mm-hmm. So don't do that. And I think a lot of couples, there's a need. I think probably. Mm-hmm. Almost every person needs some sort of therapy or premarital or marital counseling individually to work out issues they've gone through as children. Yeah, you definitely, before you get married, you definitely need to have really good premarital counseling that's going to get to the root of issues that you have so you can work on them before you get married. Otherwise you're bringing all that baggage that's never really even been touched into your marriage. And, and, you know, sometimes it's, it's going to cause real problems. And, and yeah. you know, it's not that you have issues. No. Well, the fact of the matter, we all do. Oh yeah. 
We but I, I think though it's really counseling was ultimately created to be preventive. Right. Although people don't use it for that reason. And I hate that. And we've talked yeah. about this before, the negative connotation that people yeah. have about therapy counseling. And it, it is to better yourself. You should never look down upon somebody that is seeking counseling that has a counselor or a therapist. You need to think positively. You can, oh my goodness, they've got so many issues. They have to have a counselor. No, applaud them for the fact that they're getting help with their issues. And once again, I would encourage like a, bib- a biblical, yes, uh, mm-hmm. Bible believing Christian counselor. Christian counselor, yeah, because they'll lead you hopefully uh, to, in the right direction. Because there's so much in counseling that is built upon, you know, psychobabble <laughs> that is not good, right? So you need a Christian counselor that has yes studied that those things, but can pull in the Bible, yeah. um, and bring God in to help you. And I also think that when we look at this, I mean, psychology, mm-hmm. if you have someone who's a secular secular counselor, right? there is a great possibility these are the ones that you need to do what's right for you. It makes you feel good. Yeah. You're not happy? Go ahead and have an affair or go ahead and yeah. leave your family. I mean, yeah. they do say that. They do say that. We have, yeah. I mean, uh, we have friends that have gone to counselors like that yeah. and we're like, oh my goodness, that's awful. You need to find a Christian counselor because. I'm yeah. not going to say that would be the last, last. I mean, I like to exhaust everything. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, there, there are biblical reasons, you know, for Adultery. right yeah. ending marriage and things like that or separating, but it's so much out there. One in, you know, one in two marriages and in a divorce now. So you, yeah. Yeah. And so you need a Christian counselor. It's going to steer you and help you mend your relationship rather than dividing your relationship. You know, early on in our marriage, we, we really look at each other through red colored uh, glasses. Yeah. True. And there's a lot of problems with that. Yeah. That's the honeymoon phase. And you're not being realistic. You, you've you got to realize each other's warts and love each other anyway. And um, the first two years of marriage are pivotal. And a lot of times the first two mar- years of marriage are very rocky because those rose colored glasses come off and you realize who you are and who they are. A, a lot of times you don't realize who you are until you get married and you're like, oh my, <laughs> you see some negativity and some things in your life that you didn't realize were there. Um, and, and I think it's good when those things happen that you talk through them. You know, Teddy Roosevelt, years ago, I had a professor at Northern Kentucky University. Yes. Dr. James hey. Ramage. And I think he's still alive. I'm not Name sure. Name rhymes with damage. This <laughs> Dr. Ramage. Ryan, Ryan, see, my name rhymes with damage, and that's what will happen to your grade if you don't study. <laughs> but he, he gave a lesson on Teddy Roosevelt. Okay. Theodore. Yes. And how... He basically was sick all his life. Mm-hmm. And his wife, was it Mimi? I, I don't remember his wife's name, but she was basically a godsend. He had asthma. He had a bunch of sickness. Mm-hmm. And she took care of him. And basically, he would have never become president mm. unless unless she was doing the dirty work, literally. Wow. Yeah. You know, cleaning cleaning him and yeah. him through. And I think where there's a great man, there's a greater woman. Absolutely. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, when we look through rose-colored glasses, we're seeing, you know, others can see things. Oh, yeah. I mean, I have seen people courting mm-hmm. and predicted. Oh, yeah. That 
this is wrong with that. This is very. Yeah, this is the, not going to be good. <laughs> but, but you know, when people are in, in love. Yeah. They don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear that because when you're in love with somebody, you got all the, you know, the fuzzy, warm, fuzzy feelings and everything like that. And you're not looking at them logically. And sometimes it's real. It is really good for somebody on the outskirts to say, hey, have you noticed this? And to see if that really is going to work well in a marriage. You know, there's the green light mm -hmm. and there's yellow light uh -huh. and there's red light. Right. And one of the things of looking into a spouse or any relationship is, mm -hmm. you know, green light means everything's good. I mean, right. No, 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 nothing to worry about here. And that's very rare. Yeah. <laughs> Every marriage has, has some issues. Yellow light, <laughs> you know, yellow light means there's some caution. Right. Red light means this isn't going to work. You need right. to do something really quick. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, so, you know, take it's, I know it's hard it, take counsel from other people before you get married. Um, and, and ask people's opinion that you trust somebody that's a Paul in your life that can be a mentor and talk through those red light, yellow light, green light mm -hmm. things and, and make sure because, you know, we once you're married, you're married. Mm -hmm. You know, of course, it's very easy to get out of marriage nowadays, but you really to to be in God's will. You need to make sure that you are building your marriage on Jesus and that he will strengthen your marriage and you're depending on him. Negative thinking about your marriage has a tendency to build up in t over time. Yes. And when you see it, it's kind of like gangrene. Oh. It okay. just builds up and it's like a cancer. that Starts kind of, out small. Yeah. And then grows. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think you really got to nip that in the bud. Well, and like you said, negative feelings can build and then all of a sudden you blow and then everything that you think is wrong about that partner can come out. And then that can be very destroying because you can't take those words back. And I think as we look in scripture, we need to take every thought captive. Yes, definitely. And when we find ourselves being overly critical, mm -hmm. I think we need to step back. Mm -hmm. Is there legitimacy here or is mm -hmm. this the devil? Right. Or is this my things I need to work through? Yes. And the best thing you can do when you're having those feelings is to pray because it's hard to have negative feelings about somebody that you're constantly praying for. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah. <clears throat> and I think that, when, you know, trying to keep a positive perspective on your spouse. Yes. Looking at them um, as a treasure, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as as a you know a, a gift, an honor, mm -hmm. honoring them, I think yes. is key. Because mm -hmm. uh, when you look at them as a treasure, as a gift, yeah, you're going to be more likely to treat them uh, with love. Yes, yeah, definitely. You know, it talks about love is patient mm -hmm. in Corinthians. Yes, um, you know, I think that's huge. Patience is a thermometer of the of love mm -hmm. definitely learning to be patient yes love is kind yes it's a proactive uh proactive trait mm -hmm. definitely uh, of a taste of a, a tasting healthy relationship right right it doesn't envy it's not yeah. jealous not jealous no um and i i think that the love chapter is huge it doesn't you know i like the one in verse 13 verse 5 of first corinthians mm -hmm. It's not easily angered. Right. It keeps no records of wrong. Yes. yes. Isn't that what Jesus does with us? Yes, absolutely. We need to love our spouse as Christ loves the church. 
And, and I think some ways to maintain that positive, positive feelings uh, is really trying to focus on the strength, what, what made you guys fall in love together, mm-hmm. um, and trying to make you sh- yourself be that positive person. Yes. Uh, and sometimes changing it up and writing love notes mm-hmm. uh, about things you love about your spouse, mm-hmm. I think are very important. Definitely. When you saw, when you're counting your blessings of your spouse and think of the blessings that they are to your life and share those with them. I agree. Yes. You know, and and as we look at this, uh, you know, we, we realize that trials come Mm -hmm. individually and as in families and marriages. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And remember that the trials God uses to make our character and our hope and our marriages stronger. Yes. Uh, if we rely on him and mm-hmm. learn for, through it and mm-hmm. grow through it. Absolutely. Definitely. So this has been good. Yes, yeah. it has been. So make sure that uh, if you're having that negative perception uh, towards your spouse, if you're thinking negatively, stop, pray, talk through it with your spouse. Um, have a Paul type mentor in your life. Who's a strong Christian older. They don't have to be older than you. Um, but it does, you know, somebody that is strong in their faith that you trust that you can talk to if you're having issues and get that premarital counseling before you get married. And if you see Mm -hmm. at the, you're at the beginning of an issue with your spouse, there's nothing wrong with seeking a, a, you know, marriage counseling or doing a marriage retreat or something like that. Just, it's kind of like a check. You said it's preventative. It's like a checkup. You know, we go and have our physical once a year to make sure that we're healthy and you need to do that with your spouse as well. Sit down and talk about your marriage. Talk about how the positive things about each other, about your marriage and, and just really pray for your spouse and be thankful to God for them. Families that play together, stay together. Families that pray together, stay together. Absolutely. Um, Do those things. It's so important. And like we've said before, it doesn't have to be some long prayer. It can just be a short prayer, praying together and just listening to each other's heart. Because when you're listening to your spouse pray, you're you're hearing their heart. You're hearing who they are as a person and who they are in God. And and you perceive how how they perceive you as well. And going back to the original uh, illustration with the the kids perception mm-hmm. yeah our children watch us yes they do yes and they, they do. learn how to love right and they learn uh, our our love mm-hmm. ultimately comes from god yes or definitely. not depending. right mm-hmm. and and it leads them ultimately to the lord I absolutely believe, and how to treat their spouse and family yes well thanks so much for listening happy holidays merry christmas i hope you have a wonderful holiday season as we're going close to 2023 i, I pray that um, you can look back and see all the positive things that happen in your marriages or in your relationships your relationship with god as we move into a new year thank you so much for listening and remember that god can take your mess turn to a message for his glory for your good goodbye <laughs>